Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, good to have you back on board. Start of a brand new week. Uh, in the show you're about to hear, Richie, you talk about your little lad Rocco who's got school this week. Yes, uh, Wednesday debut. Yes. What is? Has he got a school uniform? He does have a uniform, which um, is being taken up as we speak. <laughs> He's. Um, what kind of colours has he got going on? I'm always obsessed with people's school uniforms. He's got um, a green jumper. Okay, Nike. Uh, like obviously, it. Uh, your, your classic charcoal trousers uh-huh. and uh, white polo shirt. So I'd say green is the colour of choice. So like, well, the reason I'm interested in this is that when I went to school, we had the worst school uniform ever. It was um, yellow shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, brown and yellow tie. Yellow shirt? Yellow shirt, brown wow. and yellow tie, brown jumper, brown trousers. Wow. Isn't that the worst school uniform ever? It's horrendous. That's awful. Um, yellow, it's just yellow and brown. Yeah, we look like a, a dog Todd. There's no other ways of uh, of putting it. So it's I'm kind of wrong. like a uniform of colours that have run in the wash. Yeah, it's really, really bad. So green sounds very classic. I think he's going to look pretty good. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It uh, feels a little bit like uh, the first hour of the show today is like Sesame Street back in the day. It's uh, brought to you by the word new. New. Definitely uh, a new vibe as we get into the first full week of uh, September with uh, new schools for various people, new, uh, new classes, if it's... It's a change of year. Uh, new Prime Ministers uh, as well. It's not a oh political I. show. We're not going to pass comment <laughs> on that. Uh, but yes, certainly in our household. Rocco starts school on uh, on Wednesday, yeah. uh, full full time, and uh, the uniform is being turned up as we speak. Are you, are you trying to work out in your head whether you're going to get a photo of him in front of the mantelpiece or out in the back garden? It's, or in front of the door? They're the main three places to take a photo of a child <laughs> first day at school. Yes. Uh, or, or I would uh, by, by the car, for those that have forgotten about it, last minute just as they get to the school. I swear the people stu- still do back garden photos like you look like Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Get in the lounge. So if you have something new going on in your life right now we'd like to hear about it. It could be a new job uh, it could be uh, you know a, a, a new possession, it could be uh, you know a, the, the new school stuff going on. We'd like to hear about well, it. Well for me for example in my bag right now I have the, the rules of a brand new zombie board game that oh, I've been right, waiting for yeah. for ages to arrive and it finally arrived this morning so I excitedly snuck the rules out of it. I've been reading them on the train. I can't wait to play that when I get back. So you'll, you'll be able to play that today when you get back? Yes, I have read the rules. I'm ready to go. Fantastic. Look, so, cool. Uh, so, so cool. So what is it? What's new in your life? We'd like to hear about it. Uh, Gav says, I've just discovered I'm about to have my third new boss. Ooh. Uh, in the space of less than three weeks, quite some turnover there. It's another fresh start for them and for me. Hadn't thought about bosses. As he starts to look at himself, maybe is he the reason why there's been a high turnover? <laughs> You'd Troublemaker. Have to, uh, Liz is in Essex. What is new in my life is that my husband and I will be emigrating to Bermuda what? in a few weeks. Look at that. Are they on the run? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? triangle to hide. I don't know why I'm thinking Phil Collins and Buster. <laughs> uh, Sally says... Oh, no, it's not Sally. Well, this is her husband who's, who's sent in the message and adds, love you, Sally. Uh, what's new in our life? I've met the love of my life. Sally and Jeff are on tour, heading to Heathrow to go to Monte Carlo for a couple of days. Everyone's going to exotic places, aren't they? Whirlwind romance. Doesn't have to be exotic stuff, though, that's new in your life. If there's something new, we'd like to hear about it. Pamela, what is new in your life? It is an A4 pucker notepad. We, we were just talking on Friday's Home Time show about the fact that uh, it's unfair that school kids get all the new stationery. Yeah. Uh, and and there's, you can't beat that joy of getting a new pad. How does it, how does it feel for you to have a new pad? I know... So it's writing the date of the first day that I'm back at work at the top and putting number one and then going to the answer machine at school and taking my first problem and writing it down. 
I love that. So I was going to ask for a, a few more bits of info. So it's, it's A4. So obviously, if it's if this is in a school, it must be lined, right? It's got to be lined, and it's punched down the side just in case I have to file it somewhere else. Absolutely love that. And uh, I don't know whether grown-ups do this, but when you get towards the end of the working day, do you start writing down how many hours you've got left or minutes and cross them off? <laughs> no, but I do look at my watch, my phone, my computer and the clock on the wall just to make sure that they're all in sync. And just to give us an idea of the pace, when would you expect to be picking up your next new A4 notepad? Yeah, I go through about three three in an academic year, which is not a lot, but each day, if you get to point seventeen, that's a really rubbish day. <laughs> Wow, you sound like one of those people. You know, sometimes on Amazon they ask you if you want to subscribe to something like pants or pads. I think you might be one of those people that work for. I know, I know. It's a sad life, but in a school, it's so fluid. If I do not write it down, the next mundane thing comes in, and then the last mundane thing has gone out of my head. Pamela, enjoy that pucker pad. We're all very jealous. Thank you very much. Uh, Lainey here with Barry the Octopus is new. What? It's a brand new tattoo. Barry the Octopus uh, on the uh, on the reverse of of Lainey's hand. Am I supposed to know who Barry is, or is it just uh, is that like an octopus she's given a name to? I think it is just an octopus that she's given a name to. But if you're going to wear an octopus tattooed on your hand, you might as well name it. You've got to give it a name, haven't you? Yeah. There you go. Know who Barry is now. What's new in your life? Want to hear about it? Uh, listen to Leanne in Sheffield. Says Bush and Richie started a new job today. I'm wearing new trousers and sporting a new hat. It's a hat-trick of new for Leanne. She sounds like she looks a million dollars. I'm sure she does. Uh, Andy, what's new in your life? I've been working in film and TV, building scenery and props for about 30 years in London. Um, and I've uh, just decided to move out of London and start a new venture with my my best friend, building custom motorcycles. Oh, wow. What, what, a, what a turnaround. Let's, let's start with the, the previous career then, my friend. Just tell us one TV show that we might know that you've built the background to. Um, well, I, um, so not so much the background on, on this show, but um, on The Voice, I helped to build the judges' chairs. Wow! So the spinny round chair that they hit the button on. And, right, so yeah. let's, with The Voice chairs, does it work on the button or is there someone else pressing the button when they've hit the button that makes it turn? No, it works on the button. It, the, the button sends a signal to a computer and the computer uh, sends a signal back to the motor on the, on the chair and wow. then it spins it. Well, Andy, look, next question, now that you have uh, raised the bar with uh, your level of prop and scenery building and you're now going to go and build custom motorcycles, yeah. do you have it in you to build a replica Batman bike? Because that, I'm kind of thinking, is the two things together. Yeah. Um, I would do. I mean, I would have the uh, skills to do that, but that's not the market we're looking at. Oh. It's not the superhero market. What kind of stuff <laughs> no, no. What stuff are you making? Well, my best friend, more than me, if you like, he's really into a certain era of Harley Davidson from about the 70s and 80s. It's a very niche market. Whether we'll make any money or not, it's not really the point. Wow, well, look, what a great jump you're making. Sounds like it's going to be fun as well. Good luck with it. Good on you. Thank you very much. Uh, and it's Stephen who's on the line right now. Tell everyone where you are, Stephen. Uh, I'm currently sitting outside the road, son. About to have a nice barbecue. Roads? In roads, yeah. Wow, I mean, I went to Rhodes on holiday when I was a kid. Like You mean like Falaraki and stuff, right? Falaraki, party town, that's the place. <laughs> Wow. So is this part of uh, the new development in your life? What is new for you, Steve? Uh, well, I, I, I did work at Asda Washington and I got a promotion to go and work at Asda Peter Lee. Right. Um, so one of my leaving presents was I got a, a nice T-shirt doctored from the team. 
Yeah. So and there's a there's a there's a mock as there in in Valaraki. So I thought I'd get a quick photo outside and pretend I'm going to work there. <laughs> So you've got your, uh, and you've sent us in a brilliant photo on social media, have a look at it, at Absolutely Radio, wearing your Asda UK t-shirt outside of the yeah. pretend Asda in Falaraki Roads, Greece. That's the one, that's the one. This is an amazing thing, I didn't know this, this pretend Asda exists. <laughs> Obviously, oh. actual Asda must know. They, I can't believe there's like, no one's got any beef with it. Yeah, is, are they allowed to do this? Oh, oh I think so, I think so. They normally tend to spend it with a Z. Oh, I see, so get around like a legal loophole. Does it look yeah. like Asda when you go in there, or is it different? No, nothing like it, nothing like it. The shelves are pretty full, actually, so... <laughs> well, listen, we're, we're chuffed for you. And when do you start your new job in Peterlee? It sounds like it's going to be an upgrade. Uh, two, two weeks' time, two weeks' today, so... Like, I'll literally get to home on a Sunday morning and start working on the Monday. Enjoy your time in Falaraki in the meantime. Sounds uh, like there's a gust up. It does. Which section of Asda Peter Lee can people find you in if they were to pop in in a couple uh, of weeks' time? I'll, I'll be the store manager on the GSM. Wow. wow top dog. Wow. The big bucks. I'm the top dog. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, listen, good to speak to you, man. That's great. Cheers, mate. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. I just want to talk about this, right? I've been swimming uh, quite a bit recently to try and fix my messed up back. And I've been swimming a lot at our local pool in Leon Sea. And you know what? I've noticed something. Right, think about it, right? How, how long have the, the human race been swimming for? I mean, how long have we been swimming? As long as we must have been. From the year dot, yeah. So it's since Adam and Eve's day. Yeah. I'm sure they had a pool down there and everything oh. by the tree. And I was thinking, right, why is it after all these years of doing swimming for the human race, we still do the same four strokes? <laughs> Right, so we do still... There's less system, right? The crawl, that sideways one we got your mouth, like, eat, drinking loads of wee-wee water. Yeah. Breaststroke, where you get the bottom bit of your hair wet, like your nan. Backstroke, which is just asking for trouble. Why would yeah. you want to go backwards? And then butterfly. Uh, the only people who do butterfly are psychopaths. <laughs> and you're, like, you're drowning. But that's it. That's the that's the four strokes. That's it, yeah. That is it. Another. So, you know, like, sometimes you think about musical instruments. I, I, I always thought to myself, have we invented all the musical instruments now? Is that it? But then Dion du- Dublin came up with that thing, didn't he? I thought, oh, maybe there's still ones to be invented. The dupe. The dupe, that's what it was, the dupe. <laughs> but it's the same with swimming. Like, maybe, maybe this is a waste of time because we've just invented all the swims. But there's got to be more. There's got to be different strokes out there, do you know what I mean, where yet to be invented. Think about that. When I think about swimming and what I enjoy, I enjoy the pushing off bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the side, goggles on, head goes under, hold me breath, push off, off we go. Do you do a little wiggle? Little little wiggle. wiggle, Yeah, little wiggle. And then I break out into the breaststroke. Okay, cool. So is there a stroke in there where you just... It's a continued push-off. Like a torpedo. Like a torpedo. Now, yeah. obviously, physics and momentum says that's got to stop at some point. You've got to come up at some point. So then, does that develop into, and here comes the new stroke that I'm going to put forward, uh-huh. does that develop into the mermaid? Talk me through the mermaid. <laughs> Your, why is our producer laughing? That's disrespectful and not giving an open mind. <laughs> Your arms are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your head's down, your goggles are in the water and all that kind of thing. And all that's moving is... Your feet together. Just like flapping along. Like a mermaid. Bear in mind, you you bathe face down. So this, I do, yeah. This is, just comes naturally to <laughs> yeah. you. So why would that not work? I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just, that's a good idea for Thank a potential new stroke. This is a start. This is a start for something. And this is, I think, what is important over the next 50 minutes from home time is not, it's just to open your mind, not rule anything yeah. out. Because 
it's scandalous that we're still doing these same four strokes. Four strokes? Four strokes. The whole history of humanity is embarrassing, so let's sort it out. I tried to put forward The Mermaid uh, about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John uh, has emailed us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Brilliant title, Mermaid, question mark. <laughs> John says, at my daughter's swimming lessons, they call that leg-only stroke the dolphin, and Ooh. they teach it as a transitionary stroke into butterfly. So it's, it's kind of in the right ballpark where exactly. you're going with that. Isn't it weird, though? You would have thought that if you got a transitionary stroke into butterfly, you'd call it the caterpillar. What is in going along with the actual... Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I like this. I like the way this is panning out. Educational show. Lisa says I do a backwards turnaround thing. It only works if you go diagonal, though. So you push off from the wall, lying on your back, then do a full-body twist, and then just keep spinning. I get in everyone's way. They must hate her in the lane swims. <laughs> it's just gone from slow to medium to fast. You can't go diagonal. And then Paul from Sunny Cleethorpe says, I do the lazy backstroke. So instead of reaching my arms over my head, I just wiggle them by my side, mirroring my legs. <laughs> It's like a bear going for a swim. Kim texts, I'm just going to a swim fit class. Oh, check you out. We do side stroke, you one arm crawl, otherwise known as kicking legs, um, otherwise you're swimming in a circle, <laughs> sculling frontwards what? and backwards, arena only. What's that mean? I don't know what's going on there. Legs only and dolphin kicks. It sounds like there's more of a scene than we were first aware. This is The Daily Takeaway. But Tom is saying, what about side stroke? Kind of like a crab. Like a crab. Now, I would suggest Tom is saying that you're using one arm and one leg. Would that would that be how it works? That is, sounds like the kind of manoeuvre that would get the lifeguard involved. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're not all right. If you're introducing a new stroke into a swimming pool, it would only be fair, I would say, to let the lifeguard know that you're trying it. Laminate it on a bit of card and sand it as you're getting in. You might want to read this, mate. It's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen. (laughs) I put forward The Mermaid earlier, a lot of response to it. Uh, This text here says, I think the man from Atlantis had it as you described 50 years ago with Patrick Duffy. What, what is The Man from Atlanta? Is that a movie? <laughs> Old show before our time, my friend. Unbelievable. Uh, Jessica's on the line. He's got a stroke we've missed out. What is that, Jessica? Doggy paddle. Dog- Everyone does doggy paddle. Is that an official... Do you get in the pool and go doggy paddling? Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's very much your entry-level survival stroke, isn't it? Really it really is. Yeah, it's the easiest. And what's your you reckon like average speed whilst you're doggy paddling? Do you do many lengths or, or do you just go around in a circle? Well, uh, it depends. It depends on what you've had to drink, doesn't it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't advise that. Yeah, never a good idea. <laughs> I think people that do doggy paddle do widths rather than lengths. Is that what it is? <laughs> you don't go in the deep end with that paddle. <laughs> First rule of doggy paddle, stay away from the deep ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otto, you've got a new swimming stroke? I mean, it's not new. It's actually been in our family for quite a while now. Right. In the family. um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's the West family. And um, I I grew up in Spain, and we we quite often go for, like, um, after-meal swims in the sea. Which is dangerous. when When you're heavy, after, like, a big meal or something, it's quite... You know how you, like, lie on your back in the sea and you float? Yeah. So, like, if you're doing that... And then you just do like breaststroke at the same time. It's just like it's quite convenient. It's, this sounds and very like, much like the back the backstroke to me, though. Is this the backstroke? No, 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 no. Because backstroke, backstroke, you're kicking like front crawl. Right. If you're if you're doing backwards breaststroke, you're still opening your legs like the frog, and you're <laughs> fully extending both arms at the same time, and then pushing round. 
like a conventional breaststroke. I get that um, that y- your legs can still do the frog legs while you're on your back, but are you honestly telling me that the shoulder joint is able to breaststroke when it's on its back? A hundred percent. I, I would not lie to you that your shoulders are fully capable of doing that. Wow, so this is this is a, uh, a, a, a swimming stroke that's been handed down through your family there, Otto. Is there yeah, pressure well, on you to t- teach it to your children when you have kids or if you've got kids? Um, I mean, my kids, it's, I, I reckon they'll just pick it up quite easily. It's part of the DNA, isn't it? I, yeah, I like, I don't know. Like, my girlfriend, I've been with her for 10 years now and she's sort of become quite good at it. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, no, it's sort of, I think you kind of catch on pretty quickly. Like, like you, you're worried about the whole shoulder thing. It's Honestly, it's not an issue. I think any, any like, intermediate swimmer would be able to pick up. Look <laughs> 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 great. Otto, within the week, I'm going to try your, 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 your backwards breaststroke. Yeah. Do, do, honestly. For long distance, it's good as well. And if it's, if it's slightly choppy out there, I don't know, didn't you say you swim in a bay or something? I know I was gonna I was gonna do sea swimming, but um, the tides yeah. were just a nightmare. Yeah, good. no, but it's good in the sea because obviously if it's choppy and it's all going into your face, yeah. if you're on your back, you don't get that. You kind of it sort of just hits the back of your head. Brilliant. So those people who are doing conventional backstroke, completely wasting their time. Get yourself sorted with a backwards breaststroke. Backwards breaststroke's the way forward. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Right now, it's time. It's been a while. It's time to yet again jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades with Tesco Mobile. That's right. One of you could be winning a thousand pounds as we take you through the decades. Our time traveling quiz is back. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio decade stations to win? On the line, our first contestant of this new season is Kevin. Kevin, where are you from and how are you doing? I'm from Maidenhead and I'm good, thanks. At Maidenhead, beautiful part of the world. You still at work, Kevin? What's the deal? I'm working, but from home, so I'm taking ten minutes out to do this. All right, you don't have to, don't have to, uh, you know, <laughs> categorise and uh, give yourself any excuses there, sunshine. We believe you. <laughs> uh, right, Kevin, let's take you through the rules. Uh, and for people who haven't heard this before, yeah. uh, let everyone know how it works. Uh, we're going to give you, Kevin, seven questions, one from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s, and the present, present day. day uh, you will have 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven questions correct. You can't pass on a question, however, and when the time is up, the game ends. Does that make sense? It does. Right, Kevin, let's play through the decades. Which decade would you like to start in? Uh, 80s, please. Kevin's going to start in the 80s. We've already talked through with him off air the amount of contestants over the past year or so that have been trapped in, you know, space-time continuum in infinity. So you're aware of the risks of going through this time machine, Kevin, before we start? I'm very aware. So one more time, which decade would you like to start with? 80s, please. Let's do it. Good luck. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. Here we go. Which comet appeared in 1986 and will next appear in mid-2061? This is 80s. Is it Halley's Comet? You're right. 90s. Phil Daniels features on which Blur song? Park Life. Correct. Noughties. Who was sworn in as the 43rd President of the United States in 2001? Uh, um, can I guess? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. George Bush. You're right. Well done. Whoa. Tens, which director released The Dark Knight Rises in 2012? Oh, 
Um, director. Uh, um, Yes. Yes. Present day, which Geordie Rocker announced a huge homecoming gig at St James's Park for the 9th of June, 2023. Um, Time has passed. You're a loser, and you have lost. Sam Fender, correct answer. It's not in time, and there's still two more decades to go. So you did really well, but it's not going to win you anything. Kevin, the main thing is, is that you, not a lot of the times people get trapped in the past and stuff, but you're, you're trapped in the present day, so you're none the wiser in many ways, although there are two of you walking around. <laughs> Good to speak to you, fella. Thank you. Imagine meeting yourself. Uh, right, look, uh, no winner today, which means we're going to play a game tomorrow. Uh, for your chance to play and bag yourself £1,000, uh, call us now, 0330 123 1215. Uh, you have got... Ten minutes to enter. Uh, so look at your clock and start dialing. Uh, full terms and conditions are at absoluteradio.co.uk. And if you can't wait until then, you can play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying open the Through the Decades game. Through the Decades with Tesco Mobile. Well, right, old cliffhanger on Friday's show then. Uh, obviously, if you if you were listening last week, I had offered to uh, bake a cake for my middle daughter Thea's fourth birthday. Yeah. Uh, and then she kind of hit me with a curveball because she asked for a Bing Bunny cake. Yeah. And I hate Bing Bunny. I know. And, well, lots of people hate Bing Bunny, but having a cookie, what a nightmare that is. I've been waiting all weekends to be in a position to sit and ask you how <laughs> it went. And the fact that here we are sat at 12 minutes past six <laughs> suggests to me it might not have gone that well if you've been waiting. Well, Almost sort of hidden the news. Well, yeah, I mean, it does feel a little bit like that. But I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't want to blow my own trumpet here. It, it went pretty, pretty damn well. Really? Do you know what I mean? I, I know. I'm not saying change your career around the corner, but maybe I've got something. So we could see you on Bake Off. Could literally see me on Bake Off. It went really well. I, I, I got all the ingredients and all that kind of stuff and I did the baking bit, which is quite calming, actually. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice. Uh, and that kind of went well. I got fondant... Uh, from the shops and then modelled a Bing Bunny out of that and held it up with like loads of little bits of cocktail stick to keep it upwards and all that kind of thing. And if you follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio, have a little look. I think that looks all right. Well. Passable, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's a very, very quick turnaround here by me. Big U-turn, but I'm now looking at the pictures. You're seeing Bing. On the Absolute Radio <laughs> Twitter, and that is way way better than I thought you would do. Thank you very much. You were right on Friday, though, because you, you expressed your concern after I, I submitted my brown pen drawing like you get in Bake Off. Yeah. That there's a chance that... You, you, you were questioning whether um, Bing would be able to stay upright. Well, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it, and it's undeniably Bing on top of a chocolate cake, which looks lovely. Thank you very much. But... Um, it looks like Bing is at a bank holiday barbecue and it's around about 8.30 in the evening and he's doing a limbo. He is going backwards, isn't he? He's sinking as time went on. To take the photo of her blowing the candles out, I had to hold the back of Bing's head. <laughs> so have a little look at that. Do you know what it sounds really bad, though? Best bit about the whole day, cutting his legs off at the end. <laughs> Uh, so the comments are coming in about uh, the, the Bing Bunny cake I made for Thea, my four-year-old daughter, for her birthday at the weekend. If you follow us on Twitter, you can see it now at Absolute Radio. Matt says, uh, is Bing on some sacrificial altar? 
there. I want to say it's amazing, but there's something a bit wicker, man, that's making me want to look away. Now, look, let, let, let's, hush. let's not forget, this is a triumph. You have done a great job. Thank there, you very much. And people are pointing out many things. This is genius from Dale. Dale's asking why Bing is wearing goalkeeper gloves. It was really hard to actually craft the fondant on his fingers. If you can remember that, that classic goal that David Seaman concedes in the 1999 <laughs> FA Cup semi-final where he just collapses at the near post at <laughs> Aston Villa. It looks exactly like that. Well, thanks very much. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. So there you go. There's your your daily takeaway for today. Uh, just one more memory of school uniforms. Actually, just as I uh-huh. think about it, did you have like a uniform for PE? No, we didn't. We did. It was when I think back to it, ingenious. Yeah. Um, and I, and I wonder why like football teams don't don't do this. We had um, for for the lads, you'd have um, a purple rugby shirt because kind of like purple was the the colour of the school. Uh-huh. Um, but it would have like a white, a thick white stripe across the midriff. Yeah. And what that meant was for PE um, when they were like doing uh, football teams or rugby teams or whatever half of the lads would have to wear their shirt inside out because you wouldn't see the white stripe. And then oh. you would have everyone in a, a PE uniform but you'd be able to tell who was like colours and who were stripes. So, I mean, in the world of Premier League then, you could just have two kits and turn them inside out. This is it. No like, third kit nonsense. No third kit nonsense. So, you think about your side, you'd have you'd buy your blue Everton shirt, yeah. but the, on the inside of it, it is your away colours and you just reverse it. So the referee would be easier, you know, find it easier to rule out a goal that was clearly onside. <laughs> but I'm fine. But I'm absolutely fine.